This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good evening, everybody. How y'all doing? Welcome to the show. We got a great show planned for you. Holiday season is upon us and it continues to roll out. So I thought... Let's do something a little festive, opening the show, talking about, excuse me, gift ideas for your loved ones that have mental health issues. Interesting concept, right? I think, you know, again, as we work very hard culturally and, you know, within the field, outside the field, uh, normalizing, discussing mental health, prioritizing it. Uh, NPS, I continue to remind y'all, reach out to three people every day. I have to get in the habit of getting back to that every once in a while, kind of sprinkling that in. Reaching out to three people every day, why? Well, we're doing that for ourselves and for others. There's a lot of people that are still feeling disconnected and isolated. Reaching out to others lets them know that they're being thought of and that they're cared for. And sometimes that one little text or phone call or photo you share or memory or link you send is all that person might have needed to feel cared for, to feel important. And uh, you can save a life. You can save their hour, their day, their year, and sometimes even their life. Just letting them know you're there. And that's kind of what that's part of. But then we're also doing that for ourselves. We do better when we're connected. Reminds us, you know, who's important to us and that people are there. uh, Gets us familiar with accessing others. And... uh, socialization kind of distracts keep you out of your keep you out of your head so all that to say when we're giving gifts if it's someone that you are comfortable with you know well and maybe you've talked about mental health giving them a gift related to that can be one of the most loving and soothing things and it's an interesting list i think these are things that could be meaningful to all of us i think these are things that could help all of us but i i like the idea of the mental health focus saying uh here's some self-care you know i'm that friend that's aware of what's going on for you first one i thought this was actually Interesting. They're called I'm fine cards where you literally write things like I'm fine. I could use a hug. You create them basically on one side. They say I'm fine. And on the other side, they say the opposite. I'm struggling. I could use a hug. I could use some connection. Um, and then your friend who might have whatever mental health stuff they're struggling with or otherwise, uh, can just hand them out to people they know. Um, and there are ways for us to kind of check in with ourselves. It reminds us to stop and check in and, and, and connect to whatever need we might have. So again, I rattled off those, those random things to write on there. Like I'm fine. I could use a hug. <laughs> I put mantras all over my house. I've told you all that I write them on stickets, yellow ones, and I stick them everywhere to kind of encounter them throughout the day to remind me what I'm trying to uh, work on or address or focus on. And these are different ways to do that. So saying I'm fine is a way to kind of check in and say, how am I doing? What's going on? I'm fine. Am I not fine? And like I said, the hug thing is just, you know, you write that down, you write down different thoughts, different reminders, different you know, uh, quotes that might've been important to you. And, you know, again, it reminds them of another perspective, another way of seeing things. I don't know if I'd call them, I am fine cards. I'd call them maybe more, um, take a moment cards. (laughs) That was what the author of one of the things I was looking at kind of called them. Um, also I think there's something really beautiful about looking at targeted cards, the card industry. And I was at a supermarket the other day, kind of poking around, looking at what's available. It's pretty expansive. They've, really branched out and started creating cards that can really address, hold space, or kind of celebrate, highlight every every moment, every kind of person in your life. Uh, probably online, you will find a wide, wide, wide range. But I think that, again, we can find cards that really communicate for us something we want to say to that individual. And the beauty about cards, either greeting cards or like what I was saying earlier, these mental health checking cards, they're, they're something we can hold. 
something we can take with us, something we can come back to. Because not only, again, in, in giving certain gifts and in checking in on certain people, not only does it maybe help them in that moment, but we can symbolically hold it and reference it and come back when we need it. And if they have a physical reminder, they can put it on a desk, they can take it with them. And that's why I think sending texts is really adorable for saying, you know, happy verse, happy birthday, happy anniversary. But there's something about the physical card because it can live on forever. It can be easily accessed. It can be placed somewhere. And we need those reminders. Um, side note, I, I, where did this, was this a conversation or a tweet? I can't remember, but someone was talking about how they'll often screenshot so as to save really loving or supportive, um, comments that they might get from someone they care about, but also from people that follow them or are fans of their work, because all of us will have those difficult days where we're feeling disconnected from our purpose or we're getting really harsh or hard news. And I thought that's actually another beautiful thing to remind people. If someone sends you a really meaningful text, screenshot it, have access to that again, be able to circle back to that. There might be a day when you need to be reminded how much a specific person uh, cares for you, but also sometimes we just need reminders in general that we're cared for. So what am I saying? I'm saying find ways to hold on to it and to come back to it, to have access to it, but also let's be more thoughtful about providing that. Uh, what a beautiful gift, something that is that vulnerable, the cards, the greeting card or the self-created card. Um, that means a lot. Okay, what else? Uh, should we take a break? Uh, yeah, we'll take a break. Otherwise, we don't have time to dig into this. So we're gonna take a little break. Then we're gonna come back talking about gifts you can give people for the holidays, but these are really for always. Um, it's always important to do this. I think it's always important to let those you care about know that you care about them. That's why I'm a big fan of telling my friends when I got off the phone, I love you, you know? Uh, and then we'll do some DMs. So uh, yeah, stick around. We'll come up with those ideas. DMs always open on our Loveline IG page. Drop in there if you got a question for us, topic you want covered, something you want us to circle back to. And uh, we are channelq.com is where you want to go to check out past episodes. Scroll down, click on Loveline. Bam, they're all there. Stick around though. We'll be back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, y'all, we are back and uh, talking about holidays upon us, holiday times, holiday, and uh, we're talking about gifts that we can give people that are kind of rooted more in mental health. But these are also things that you can do anytime. I'm a big fan of all of us at any time, connecting to those that are important to us, those that we care for, letting them know how we feel, but also the inverse as well. We need to be reminded of that. And I want people to maybe provide something that they can access at another time when they're having a hard day. And I was also talking about how I thought it was a really neat idea where someone was discussing screenshotting really beautiful DMs or tweets or text messages that they've received from fans or followers or friends. Uh, again, just have really, you know, have this resource when you're, when you're needing that support. It's, it's hard. We can easily get thrown off, forget who we are and, we really need to be reminded that we're meaningful to people. So we're checking in on people, but we're also providing gifts that say that. This is so sweet because this next one, uh, gifts that we can provide that are mental health related, this one is so simple. It is so sweet. And uh, I don't know, it touched me. Stop by for a visit. I love that. Now, I wouldn't be a fan of people just swinging by unannounced, but I think there's something amazing about sending a text saying, hey, I'm in your neighborhood today or tomorrow, or hey, I was thinking about you, uh, would love to swing by, have coffee, go for a walk, are you around? Again, even if not available, what a beautiful thing to receive and what a beautiful way for you to be thoughtful and to try to stay connected and reconnect with people that you've missed or you've been thinking about or maybe that really need that care and attention. Um, life also 
It is coming at us fast. It is never a dull moment. And it's an easy way for us to kind of slow down. And with the holidays coming, there's a lot of people that really feel disconnected or lonely because they are, uh, or they might've relocated. They might not be able to be with family or friends. And others are talking a lot about that or going out of town. And so these little visits sprinkled throughout our day of the week, but especially around the holidays are a good way for us to kind of slow down and remember what's important. People, friends, leisure, fun, you know, uh, also distracts us. And it's really important, especially for those that you think might not get out a lot, might not get invited out a lot, might not really be connected to many people. Just giving them 30 minutes, an hour, like I said, swinging by to say, hey, you know, just standing outside chatting for a little bit or having a cup of coffee or going for a walk or going to sit in the park is really important stuff. Um, you might be the only person that they've seen that day, that week, that month, especially around the holidays. What a gift, a beautiful gift. Uh, what else can we do? Gifts that are a little more mental health centered. I love this. Um, again, these aren't purchasable products. Really, these are these are more simple, basic things, and that's what I love most about them. Send kind text messages. Kind of talked about keeping them, but yeah, we want to also send them. Takes seconds. Uh, what else do we have? I love this. Making self-care packages. Sending someone as a gift a curated, packaged, packaged up, you know, box of things that are really soothing, centering, um, self-care stuff. So here's some of the things that I saw that people had done. And I like this again because this is something that is about purchasing, but uh, more simple products go in it. And that's what I love is the simplicity of mental health and self-care. The simplicity of letting someone know you're thinking about them, you know, the simplicity of gift giving. It shouldn't be about the price tag or the size. It's just about the thought. And that's why I loved the cards and the text messages and the can I stop by. But this one is the packages. Uh, they talked about candles. Who doesn't love candles? I'm sure there's someone out there. It's kind of like when they do the uh, seatbelt announcement on an airplane. They say something like, for the 0.0% of you, 0.04% of you who have never buckled a seatbelt, here's how you do it. I think maybe that's the same amount of people that don't like candles, but you know, nonetheless, do you. But candles are beautiful. They're soothing. They're thoughtful. They can smell good. Um, bath stuff, bath salts. I didn't want to say it like that because that immediately makes me think of people getting high on bath salts. Uh What's the other thing? Bath bombs? You know, those things you kind of bath fizzy things, you drop them in the tub and they start, you know, coloring it up, foaming it up. Love that stuff. Uh, warm blanket. They also sell weighted blankets, which are really, really, really good. Very soothing. I love sleeping with heavier blankets. Uh, slippers and socks, just because they're colorful, they're fun, they're lighthearted. You can walk around in them. Hot chocolate, uh, a journal with some pens, uh, a little beanie. I thought the beanie's kind of funny. Um, here's another thing. I, I spoke about this a while back. I love essential oils. Not not so much that I have like, you know, tons of them, but grapefruit and lavender are both ones that are really, really important to me. I use the uh, lavender for soothing and the grapefruit for energizing and joy. Just put a few drops in my hand, rub my hands together and bring it up to my face. The grapefruit, it is so stimulating. And I associate it with that because I, I've kind of projected that onto it and it provides that. <laughs> and then lavender is the same thing. Put on my hands, kind of smell it, soothes me. Because I've, well, because it is soothing, but also because I associate it with that, because I, you know, really bring it into a moment. Uh, I put on my headphones, kind of do some smelling of essential oils. You can get candles that have those scents. Amazing, amazing. But it's bigger than that. It's really just about caring for someone, acknowledging them, uh, being a shoulder to cry on, getting them out of the house. These are kind of similar. This one, love, 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 because this is multi tiered. Set up a movie night or a game night. I cannot tell you how much fun I've always had at game nights. I used to get invited to them all the time. I have never, ever had a dull game night. Most likely it's because I take it way too seriously to a comedic level. Uh, the intensity I bring is real. And I always acknowledge, I say to people, I cheat. That's part of my, me playing games, seeing how far I can take it and how much I can get away with. So I cheat. I always give them a heads up. I, I, I tend to cheat when I can when I play games, but I own it. So you all know it's coming. Uh, movie nights are awesome as well. Why? Again, think about it. We're bringing people together. People people are sometimes needing to be cared for and invited out. Also, you get to meet people. You might find a little love. Go home with someone, you know? Can't beat that. Little, what do they call them? A little parting gift. Uh, also, it helps you. You're distracting. You're connecting. We're trying to focus more on pleasure and fun and downtime. And what a great way to get to see all of your community at one time. 
You know, a lot of people don't have a lot of windows for that because of childcare, um, work schedules. And so to just take a night, a week or a month or every now and then, and to just have everyone come together, potluck it, make them all, make them all bring a meal, make them all bring a meal or make them all bring a board game. Uh, keep it small, keep it fun. You know, jammy jam party. We're all wearing our jammies. All right, we got to take a break. We're going to come back and keep talking about mental health gifts, especially for the holidays. You're listening to Love Live with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. All right, y'all, we are back and we're talking about mental health gifts. I was really meaning for this to be targeted for the holiday time. This works for any time and every time. We all need to feel cared for and we all need to focus more on how we're impacting others and uh, benefiting others. That's what I want our time and energy to be about. So these are more mental health related gifts, but it's well-rounded. My last one that we were just talking about was movie nights or game nights. I love that. We all need to be brought outside of ourselves and distracted and connected with and, and, and resourced and Uh, The next one was really great too, making a good playlist. I have become obsessed with using music, talk about it often uh, with clients and on the show and using music to help me drop deeper into, to lift me out of, to really take me on a journey. It's very immersive and it also blocks, blocks out the world and it allows me to just be kind of more in my body and in the moment. Add to that sitting in the tub, lighting some candles, hitting all the senses, beautiful, dim the lights, light a candle or sit in the dark something that has scent related to it. Um, essential oils. We talked a little bit about that. I love grapefruit for a little joy. It's more of a stimulating, happy thing. Cause the lavender to soothe or drop into, maybe get some bath stuff. Love it. Round it all out. That's so beautiful. But creating a playlist that you sent to a friend that you've took, taken time and you've really curated well, and the songs are meaningful or inspirational or really meeting them where they're at maybe helping them cry more because there's just these like broken hearted related songs. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome stuff. What a gift. What a gift. And also what a journey for you to go on. Um, here's another great gift. That's a little mental health related art supplies, art supplies, art therapy, working with the unconscious, working with the conscious, you know, really mapping out or working through. It's a great way to process emotion. A lot of times we stunt or stop or block emotional expression. And this is a good way to keep working with it. Um, Everyone can relate to this. It can also be good for people that have anxiety. It can help them maybe slow down and be more in the moment and outside of the excuse me anxiety. Um, craft stores, go to one of those. Wander. There is so much in there: chalks, paints, pencils, markers, crayons, um, other things for crafting. Love that. Love that. Love that. Um, that was something that someone else uh, put out based on that. I made another post related to something like this, and people were kind of weighing in on what they do. And that was one of them coloring. Like they have, it's kind of odd that's framed this way. But they have adult coloring books, which are just coloring books. Coloring books are coloring books. But whether you have a child's one or go get an adult one, that can be a very soothing meditative thing. Meditation can be anything that can slow us down, center us, soothe us, take us outside of our thinking. Um, Love that. Get one of those coloring books. You can even make it on your own. Um, Journaling, we've talked about. Uh, Wellness books. Meditation apps, meditation books, uh, meditation gift certificates. There's a lot of programs. There's books that can help guide you. There are apps. There are podcasts beautiful things. Just send someone maybe a link. Let them know the ones that have been working for you. Same thing with wellness books. Sometimes we stumble upon these books that have just been so inspiring or so soothing or so centering or that just make us feel so held. Send someone the copy of that book. Um, But the wellness apps and the podcasts, awesome, awesome, awesome. Here's another one. Uh, We're talking again about gift giving for the holidays, just for friends, people we care about. Maybe get them a subscription uh, to a fitness program of some kind. Now, be very thoughtful about that. We're not giving that to anyone to imply anything other than we're trying to move our bodies. So be very thoughtful about who you send that to. Anyone that's fat or larger bodied might take that as something that's targeting or someone who's maybe struggled with disordered eating might take feel that as targeting um, or, or health policing or healthism. So I, I almost want to say don't do this. But if you're friends with someone who has openly discussed needing to move more, wanting to exercise, maybe ask first and say, hey, it's something I I do and I enjoy and I'd love to gift you um, a membership or a subscription. Is that something that would be meaningful to you? Because we don't want to health police anyone or shame them. So we're not getting it for people that we think need to lose weight or need to get healthy or need to change their body shape or size. That's offensive. That is the opposite of what we're talking about. Please do not do that. But for someone who might have brought up them wanting to move more or get out more, and if it's something that you enjoy, maybe you can invite them to do it with you in that way. That one's a little punchy. I'm not, I don't feel 
100% great about that one. Um, love the next one. Ready for this one? Uh, yes, please. Over here, <clears throat> uh, a gift card for a massage. Who wouldn't want to receive that? Now, yes, there are people who wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> but for those that would, what a great gift. Love that. Also, it could be a romantic gift. But what an awesome gift to give someone that you care about that is stressed. A little time and space away from the world. A little healing touch. Get them out of the house. Love something like that. But then you can even break that down more. Smaller gifts, if you can't afford that or don't want to send that. Eye masks, scented eye masks, heating pads. You know, things that are kind of like spa-y. Um, and then uh, self-massagers. Love that. Self-massagers. That is awesome. Um, stress balls. Calm strips, I don't even know what that is. Sound machines, a Zen garden. Just kind of rattling these off before we go to break. Some of these are really great. Ah, oh, stress relief, teas. See, so many things we can do and they're all lower fee, basically. Um, <clears throat> okay, we're gonna take a little break. When we come back, we're gonna slide into those DMs. So stick around, you got a question for us? Drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page and uh, past episodes, always over at wearechannelq.com. Head on over there, scroll down, look for Loveline, click on it, and there you'll find all the past episodes. Coming up next, we're gonna talk about ways to uh, heal sexual shame and trauma. Stick around, you're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. All right, y'all, we are back, and guess what? Now it is time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. DMs come from our Loveline IG page. Questions, drop them in there. Uh, this one's a good one here. It says, hey, Dr. Chris, how much do you compromise? when you are first dating someone. For example, just met this new person who is great when we hang out, but they're not great at checking in otherwise. Minimal text messages, which is fine, but I'm kind of the opposite where I love short texting conversations throughout the day. I always say good morning and good night. They don't. What's the best way to navigate this with someone and their different dating styles? Well, this really does fall under uh, compatibility. I am like you, I like a lot of closeness, I like a lot of engagement, and I only, when I was, you know, I'm in a relationship, but when I was single, I, was, I would only date people that also wanted that. Why was I going to move into a relationship with someone who doesn't want the same level of closeness as I want? That's, that's, that's actually setting yourself up for a lot of misery. Now, the caveat is, of course, I don't know what's going on in this other person's life. I don't know what they think you want or need. So um, you have to express that. Hey, I uh, would love to hear from you a little more often. Is that possible? Check in on it. But I think people should text as often as they feel compelled to and see if that person meets them where they're at. Uh, very possibly, this person might be you know, present when you're present, but avoidant otherwise, because maybe they don't want a lot of closeness and intimacy. Maybe they don't want something serious with you, or maybe they're very busy. But a lot of those actually say we're not in the same place at the same time. People that want a lot of closeness aren't going to deal well with a lot of people that want space and avoidance. You might be setting yourself up for the worst style of relationship where someone who's Anxious is with someone who's avoidant. And that's not to say that you wanting a lot of closeness and intimacy and connection is anxious. It could be you coming from a very secure place. Everyone is secure, anxious, or avoidant. Those are mainly the three buckets. And ideally, you want secure to date secure. Uh, how do we define secure? Secure dating styles are someone who is consistent, reliable, responsive, and present. And if that's what you want, those are the key factors of a secure relationship. Find someone who also wants that. If you're with someone who's avoidant, meaning they like a lot of space, they like a lot of distance, let them date someone who's also avoidant. That will be compatible for them. And so not a great sign of compatibility from the front end. And you're dating, date other people, find someone who maybe wants the same level of presence you want. Keep dating them, see if that ebbs and flows. I would bring it up as a topic, see how they respond to it. Because again, how people respond to differences and issues also tells us whether or not they're a great partner. So you shouldn't live and die on, they don't text as much as I do, but at the same time you should, because again, that speaks to their level of seriousness, their level of interest, and how much closeness and intimacy they can tolerate. Again, the key terms are consistent, reliable, available, and responsive. That's what we all seek. That is the cornerstone of a secure relationship. Try to find someone who wants that in the same way you do. Again, I've dated people that wanted more space, more distance, it made me miserable, made me anxious. I didn't feel wanted. And I don't need to be with someone like that. So I, I built, built a relationship with someone who wanted the same things I wanted. And now we're in a really beautiful, secure relationship. Um, I don't think it should take that much work. 
And dating is about exploring relationality with a lot of different people to see who you are most compatible with to then build a primary relationship with them. And trying to build a prime secure relationship requires two secure people, ideally. And so you're, you're learning a lot about this person. Um, if they have a lot going on in their life, they might not be, again, available because of factors in their life to give you what you're looking for. Dating is about fun. I know when I was out there dating, I wanted someone who's available, who's around, who can text me cute messages, who's there when I send them something. Otherwise, what's the point? We don't have to be together. Let that person who's not that available for other reasons go find someone who also isn't, and they'll both be happy. But you're wanting someone who's present and available. Go find that. There's tons of people that'll offer that. There's no reason to hang in there through otherwise. And longer term, when you step into something more committed, it'll make you even more miserable then because they, you know, they drag their feet. Uh, they're constantly on their phone. Uh, they're not that responsive at dinner. I mean, whatever it is. So I'm glad they can show up when you're with them. But what happens between those times matters more. And there shouldn't be any reason to struggle. Go find someone who wants the same things you want. You know, it'll prevent you from bigger issues down the road. Uh, DMs, you got a question? Drop in the DMs on our Love Energy page. Past episodes over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for the show, and click on it. When we come back, we're going to keep talking about emotions and difficult emotions. So uh, stick around to hear more about that. And then, of course, we'll be closing out with some more DMs. Always good stuff. All right, y'all, you're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back, y'all. So stick around. All right, y'all, we are back and a little bit of a trigger warning. We're going to be talking about sexual trauma and trauma uh, from the perspective of what we can do at home to help heal. As always, I recommend therapy <clears throat> of some kind. If you are someone who's struggling with sexual trauma or sexual shame, that healing process. However, for those that have done therapy or don't have access to therapy, there are a lot of really great books that kind of walk us through what we need to think about. So I'm not attempting to replace therapy by any means or shrink down the life, the lifelong difficult work that can exist for some people around this, but I'm bringing in some of the basics because we all can, you know, we all can benefit from this kind of conversation, but especially those that have, um, <clears throat> excuse me, been through that. Uh, so what can often happen when we've had a trauma, um, and again, this goes for a lot of different things that can occur in our lives that are difficult or overwhelming, but when we've had a trauma, it can often be very hard for us to focus on self-care. And what I mean by that is basic needs, getting basic needs met because we are traumatized, because we are exhausted and lethargic, because we are dissociated, we are distracted. We're just trying to get through the day at that point. And one of the more important things we can do to really ground ourselves and to start that healing process is to go simple sleep, water, and, and eating nutritious foods if we have access to them, the basics, because these fundamental pieces we do have control over, and those are the things that can really ground us and kind of start that process. So it sounds very, very, very simple, but just maybe committing to that. But this also applies to people with mental health struggles otherwise, people that are deeply depressed or anxious, um, maybe struggling with their relationship with drugs and alcohol. It's very easy for us to give up on ourselves when we don't feel good about ourselves. It's very easy for us to not take care of ourselves because we don't think we're worth taking care of. It's very easy when you're going through some of those things like deep depression to really even have the energy to begin this process. And so I always say it's a very small basic goal. Every day just commit to drinking water, to sleeping, and to trying to eat something healthy. Simple. Uh, the water's gonna help us, why? Well, hydration is deeply tied to mental health. It also helps flush stuff out of our system. Sleep, sleep is just rejuvenating. Sleep gives us energy, sleep grounds us. We will function more optimally with the food and the water and the sleep. So for some of us, that's that's all we can really expect from ourselves. Or if you're the partner of someone who's deeply depressed, struggling with their relationship to drugs and alcohol, um, dealing with trauma, supporting them in that and, and only holding them accountable to that, not expecting much more from them. Sometimes that's where we're at, where that's all we can expect of ourselves. I also want to add to that showering. Sometimes that's the only goal we can hold our, you know, hold ourselves accountable to for that day is getting up and getting into the shower. And that's great. And that's good enough. Um, so again, any, any sense of taking care of our bodies, any sense of getting up and moving is going to be really what we're targeting, you know, getting ourselves back in our body, getting ourselves back in the day. Um, next one's where it gets a little more, a little more difficult. We're kind of easing in moving your body. Um, well, again, we need that movement. We need to get back into our bodies. Um, a lot of people after trauma, they dissociate. So they kind of exit their body 
And when we're exercising or moving, we can't not be aware of ourselves. We are in our body. We are noticing our breath. So movement is a really good way to kind of bring us back down to today, to a time and place, to here and now. Because again, dissociation trauma can lift us up and out. So can depression, so can anxiety, PTSD, um, dealing with, you know, again, our relationship to drugs and alcohol. If you're struggling with sobriety and things like that, moving our bodies helps work things through, helps work things out. It gets us up and it's a step forward. Um, <clears throat> breath work is another beautiful thing to start to focus on when we're dealing with recovering from trauma of some kind. Um, but again, breath is always a really beautiful place for us to go to try to regulate ourselves and bring us back again into our bodies and into this moment. It's very hard sometimes for us to get ourselves into you know, a state of control emotionally and, and also physically. Breath work slows us down. If we can slow down our breath, that will slow down our thinking. Our speeding up our breath will start to speed us up. So breathing, breathing deeply, breathing deeply into your lower belly filling your full diaphragm with air. Take a few breaths in and out for a few, for a few minutes grounds us. And I know these things are really basic, but if you think about it, when's the last time you sat there and focused on your breath? When's the last time when you're having a difficult day or a difficult moment that you were accessing your breath to check in on how you're doing, but then using it to slow down because our breath can let us know if we're a little too activated and we need to slow down breath can let us know if we're too depressed and flat and need to maybe enliven right and energize we can speed up our breathing a little bit it's so fascinating i should do a show another time on on more about the meaning and power and what breath work can help us access really powerful stuff a lot of great books out there on it as well so now this is something that we'd be very thoughtful about is pleasure Pleasure, again, for someone who's the victim of sexual trauma or any kind of body trauma, anyone who's struggling with um, sitting and being with themselves or in their body, um, people that do self-injuring, these are all different things that are about regulating our nervous system, trying to shift our mood, trying to get into or out of our bodies. Um, all right, we'll take a little break and we're gonna come back and keep talking about, and again, these are tips for everyone, but these are also ones that target and start to help us deal with healing from sexual shame, sexual trauma, dissociation. Uh, so we'll take a little break and we're gonna come back. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. All right, we're back and we're talking about just tips we can practice for working with our mental health. We were talking a little bit about how some of this is specific to sexual shame and trauma because it's really about being in our bodies, coming back to our bodies, coming back to this moment. So this is not meant to be something that will work for everyone. This is not meant to be something that replaces therapy. Please do work with and see a therapist. That would be the number one place you should begin if you are a victim of trauma of some kind or dealing with sexual shame and healing. But these are things that we can add to that, things we can think about, um, things to be reminded of. So we are talking about just doing the basics, sleeping, showering, eating, drinking water, the importance of that. Um, also moving our bodies, such a great way to be in our body. Also it alleviates our mood, it distracts us. Breath work, you know, what's going on with our breath lets us know what's going, what's going what, excuse me, what's going on with our breath. Why am I slurring tonight? What's going on with our breath can let us know what's going on with our minds and what's going on with our mood. And breath is one of the most powerful ways to deeply access our nervous system and slow ourselves down. Uh, lots of really great, great writing out there on that. So check out some of that. And I'm going to try to come back and do a show on that. Pleasure is such an interesting one. Pleasure is good for us. I think our lives should be more centered in pleasure. I think we should try to weave that in. I love that as a barometer for how we decide what we allow and what we don't allow in our lives. Cause that's what our life should really be more about. Not, 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 you know, what is it? Romanticizing, um, difficulty and struggle we really do like no pain no gain i mean i guess i don't know that we need pain for gain i like people stepping into their anxiety i like people being made you know a little uncomfortable within the window of tolerance and within the window of you know transformation because to change neurologically psychologically we do need a little discomfort i mean that's what therapy's about cranking up the heat a little bit but i don't believe in Pain. I think pain is a sign that you're pushing too much. I don't believe in pain when I'm at the gym. I don't believe in pain when I'm working with someone in therapy. Um, and so I think pleasure is a better route. Like I always say that I, I do intuitive working out. I'm at the gym as long as my body wants me to be there. And when my body's like, we're done, I'm out. Uh, I'm not looking for pain. 
<laughs> I'm looking to move my body. I'm letting pleasure kind of guide me. And it's okay to f- try to find joy in all these different things. I don't, I don't think everything has to be so regimented and struggled, uh, rooted in struggle and optimization. I, I think that can back us away from the goals. So anyway, pleasure helps us regulate the nervous system. Brings us back to a baseline, activates the vagus nerve, reminds us that joy exists in our lives. I always say that at the end of some of my shows. Try to find some pleasure tonight. Focus on finding a little bit of form of pleasure tomorrow and how can we build that into our lives? So for people that are struggling with mental health issues, depression, anxiety, trauma, PTSD, that word can be very foreign. It can be very overwhelming. It can feel like a very unreachable goal. And that's why saying, you know, even though all these things that I'm going through, I've been through, that's real. My struggle, my difficulty is real. But is it possible while honoring that, still accessing or carving out a little space for some pleasure? can both exist? And often the answer is yes. And to allow a little bit of joy or pleasure isn't to dishonor the depression, the anxiety, the trauma. It's honoring truth. So try to see if you can still find that and access that in some way. What else? Uh, Talking kindly to yourself. (laughs) That is heavy. You know, the way, and this is such a cliche, but it's such a truism, the way we talk to ourselves is generally not a way that we would talk to other people we care about, but yet we allow it. And we don't always vocalize it so that others can maybe challenge it. It's often so quiet and so internal. And what would it mean if you tried to only talk kindly to yourself? What are you afraid would happen? I don't think anything bad would happen if we were very kind to ourselves. I think we do better things in the world when it's coming from a place of love and care. So not always, but in general, talking to yourself with the same compassion and respect that you'd want to be brought to someone you care about. You know, that's part of the healing work is letting ourselves be the person we are now, the person we want to be, you know, how we treat ourselves and hold ourselves is part of processing forward and processing through. We have to feel good about that, about our vehicle, about that, which we're taking out into the world. Um, Talking kindly to yourself is such a spiritual practice too. What would it mean if we moved forward identifying when we're being harsh with ourselves and we stop ourselves like we might a small child and say, well, wait a minute, can you say something kind? I, there was a long time ago, many, many years ago, I worked at a treatment center and that was one of the things we had like this uh, treatment protocol that we went through with every client when we did a session. And one of the things we did at the very beginning was we always had the client say three things they liked about themselves. Can I tell you how hard that was? It's very hard. It's very hard for a lot of clients. Some of them couldn't even come up with three and it was very hard for them to do it every week. Can you come up with three things you like about yourself? And would you be able able and, and willing to share those three things in front of someone else, letting your partner or friend know three things you like about yourself? It makes it even more difficult and intimate. Isn't that fascinating? If I said, tell me three things you hate about yourself, we're like, bam, bam, bam. Happy to share because we've really normalized talking poorly about ourselves. In fact, often when people want to celebrate or they're proud of something, they don't feel like they can say, hey guys, something great happened. Can we celebrate it? People don't feel good doing that. They feel like I'm narcissistic. I'm bragging. It's obnoxious. I hate that. I want us to be able to share with people things we're proud about. I want us to be able to call our friends or family members and say, I'm calling because I want to celebrate something that I just did. I'm really proud of myself. That's a beautiful freaking thing. More of that, please. More of that. Uh, so yeah, pay attention to how you talk about yourself. Pay attention to how you talk to other people. I don't want to leave that part out. The way we treat those around us is part of our mental health and our healing. We might be wounded and in pain, but we don't need to make other people's lives more difficult or make other people suffer because of our pain. So we also want to be thoughtful about that. Remember, we have boundaries, but we have two of them. One boundary protects us from other people, but we also have another boundary that protects other people from us. And it's very easy to let that drop or to struggle to hold that or to let ourselves off the hook when we're not doing our, you know, when we're not doing so great. But sometimes that's when we need people the most. <laughs> so we want to make ourselves safe to be around. So think about that. Can we talk kindly more, you know, more so to ourselves, but also to other people and that whole double boundary concept. Got to, got to keep them both in place. Can't be harming other people. It's not part of that journey. Um, All right, we're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back and keep talking about some of the things to start that healing process of trauma, depression, Uh, not to replace therapy, but just, you know, keep it in our minds. Uh, But we'll be back. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Stick around, y'all.
All right, y'all, we are back and we're talking tonight about how to kind of begin the mental health work and mental health journey, but really specifically around trauma, sexual shame and shame, not to replace therapy, not to say these are cure-alls. These are very, very simple things, but very meaningful things, very impactful things, and a lot of things that are very difficult for us or we think are too small to really do. I think we minimize some of the simple resources because we think they're so simple and basic that they can't help, but these things do matter. Uh, so we're just talking about getting our basic needs met, uh, talking about accessing pleasure, but more importantly, allowing pleasure, allowing it, thinking we deserve it, thinking we can both honor whatever's going on for us, what we're going through, and also carve out, create, and allow moments of joy. We can do both. We can hold both. Try to allow that or access that. Moving our bodies, which is a way to be in our body, to be in the here and now, to help work through and process. Uh, breath work. Going to talk more about that down the road. Also, how we talk to ourselves, but also how we talk to other people because we want to be able to be around them and accessed. So we have to be safe. Being able to spend time alone. I thought this was really interesting when that came up. Um, finding quiet time every day just to sit, to think, to feel, to reflect, to meditate, to pray, just to like be with self, to ponder. I think it's very easy to move through multiple multiple days in a row, where we're like, go, 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 go. We get up, we hit the ground running, we go, go, go throughout our day, any free moment we're on our phone, we crash, we come slamming into the house, we gotta make dinner, shower, and then we're scroll, scroll, scrolling while we're watching a movie, and then we conk out on the, you know, on the couch and we're asleep. It's like, whoa, nowhere in there where you left with yourself, maybe except for the uh, you know 20 minute shower, or however long showers take. I actually don't know. I've never really paid attention to that, but that might be the only time you were kind of like left with self. And maybe during that you're too busy, I don't know, ruminating on something bad or stressing, who knows. But spending you know, intentional time with ourselves and saying, how am I doing? <laughs> how am I doing? You know, We're asking other people, how are you? How's your mental health? But what if we asked ourselves that? Hey, how's my mental health? What if every day built out, carved out, really protected a few moments, beginning of the day, the middle of the day, the end of the day, on the drive home, just checking in and being with yourself. Love that. Meditating, praying. Uh, why? Well, people struggle with mental health issues, trauma, PTSD. It can be very hard for them to be in their body in the moment. And that alone time, that meditative time is doing that. Um, love that. Coming back to yourself, spending time with yourself, you know? Spirituality. That's a big one. Spirituality. This doesn't have to be connected in any way to religion or even God, but uh, it gives you connection to self, to soul, to something bigger, to something more. Very thoughtful, and that can give us a framework, a perspective, uh, a mantra, a metric, a lens. We, we, we sometimes need a better way of viewing things, finding a different angle, being able to find some meaning and value in it, you know? Um, but it can give us, like I said, a perspective or an angle that might be really grounding and soothing kind of infuses it with, with something other than just pain and darkness. And for some people, it's going to be meditation. I think music can do that, movement, nature. Uh, for some people, it's 12-step programs. For others, it's church. For some people, it's yoga, meditation, uh, sitting in nature, like I said, hiking, walking. But I also am a fan, though, of really truly seeking out spirituality, which gives you that lens and perspective. So reading things or listening to things that are from Eastern philosophy or, or different religions that are meaningful to you, I think there's something we can take from all of them. For a very long time, um, not a, for about 10 years, I was studying Buddhism, and it always gave me a way to kind of see things in a way that was meaningful to me and in a perspective that was very grounding. And I continue that into my life today, even though I don't necessarily identify in that way anymore, but I'm always trying to let things <laughs> flow. I'm always trying to meet things with ease. I'm trying to always uh, lead with love and nonviolence. So there's these different little metrics or barometers, or like I said, mantras or way of, way of focusing. Um, Start that process. It might take a little bit of weeding around and digging around to find some ideologies that are reasonable to you or resonate with you or make sense, but I think there's some value in it. Uh, don't be afraid of that. And for those that have access to that already, like you're in, do your thing. Looking at our relationship to uh, drugs, alcohol, games, technology, you know, just really paying attention to how maybe as a trauma survivor or a victim of abuse, we're just trying to find things that pull us away from ourselves, disconnect us from ourselves, but also disconnect us from others. So what we call intimacy buffers, things that block us from self and other. Um, 
you know, therapy is something that can also help us with that. But just looking at what you do throughout the course of your day. Am I constantly engaging in things, taking things or doing things that don't let me really be with myself or in the moment or how I'm feeling and starting to work with that? We don't want to just rip those out of our lives. We want to maybe try to transition into some healthier resources and coping strategies because we need those. Remember, mental health is not to be without the need of strategies. We all need them. I definitely, definitely, definitely have mine. Um, so have yours. And that's, it's usually better to crowd out the bad with the good versus just trying to get off everything. I think that's one of the things that goes wrong with drugs and alcohol as well is you try to just get sober, rip them all out, I'm celibate. And then you haven't really replaced it with anything. And we do need to replace it with something because we still need coping. That's maladaptive coping. We need more sustainable coping. And then finally, finding community and support, whether it's support groups, whether it's something other that's you know group oriented or community building. We need to just know that we're important to others, have access to others, be distracted by others. Beautiful stuff. All right, coming up next, we're gonna slide into those DMs, so stick around for that. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, y'all, we are back, and now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. DMs come from our Loveline IG page. Want to participate? Drop a question in there. Whatever you're wondering about, someone else might be too. Topics you want covered, something you want us to circle back to, let us know. We'll do our best. Uh, all right, this one says, hey, Dr. Chris, feeling a lot of pressure to get into a relationship recently. All my best friends are either engaged or married. So you're pressuring yourself then so far because they're doing what they're doing and you're feeling the pressure because of that, but no one's necessarily maybe saying or doing anything. Nonetheless, let's go back to your question. All my best friends are engaged or married. Cool. That's what's made sense for them. And I'm still worried about trying to be stable in my job. All right, cool. Be where you are. Maybe they don't have stable jobs and they're over relying on relational stability or maybe they got both, right? I know everyone has their own path in life. That's right. But it's pretty hard to not put these feelings on every person I start dating. Are there easier ways to kind of put this future marriage life stress aside so I can actually enjoy dating? Yeah, don't buy into it. Shut it down. I'm not sure what you mean when you say that it's hard to put those feelings aside when you're dating. Do you mean the people you're meeting and dating are expressing a lot of anxiety and pressure to get married as soon as possible? Um, if so, I would just redirect that conversation. I know if I just met someone I started dating, I would not have any interest in talking about marriage because I don't know them. I don't know what our relationship is like. I need to spend months with them dating to see if they're the kind of person I want a committed relationship with. How compatible are we? How do we manage conflict? How do we deal with stress? Are we both in, are we both securely attached? Meaning we like consistency, reliability and responsiveness. It takes months to figure all that out in the beginning. It's um, tons of lust and tons of attraction. That's not bad. That's good. Capitalize on that. Enjoy that. But it's when that fades and we move into the attachment phase, the maintenance phase, that we really see what we're made of when conflict first starts arising and we see how we manage it, how, do you do, how we deal with holidays and disappointment. So early dating is all fantasy and projection and testosterone and lust. Awesome. Enjoy that. We need that. That's what keeps us sticking around. But when you really start to have conflict and time goes by and you really see what it's like on weekends, weekends and holidays, that's when we can see what this relationship's about and whether or not we'd want to commit to it longer term. So you need time. Uh, I would just circumvent that relationship. If I was dating someone that kept bringing up marriage, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds great. Once I know someone and I know what we're like and what kind of relationship we have, sure. 
but I wouldn't feel the need to commit. Remember, dating is to see if you want a relationship. Dating isn't a commitment. Yes, it has accountability. Yes, it's responsibility, but it's not the commitment yet. And no one should be expecting marriage until they've spent time dating you for a while. And if they are, then they don't want you. They want marriage. They don't want a partner. They just want marriage. Don't fall into that trap. That's gross. They don't care who. They just want it. What is it they're running towards? Normality? Because if they don't even care about the quality of the relationship, well, then they're going about it the wrong way and they're misusing the concept of marriage. It's not something we have to achieve. It's not something to achieve to be correct or healthy or adult. It's something you do maybe if you're with someone that you've been with long enough and know well enough to decide you can make that kind of commitment. No one should be getting married well within the first year or two. You are still getting to know each other. You're still seeing if you could even theoretically make such a commitment. It takes time. The first couple of months, like I said, it's all fantasy. It's all projection. We're letting things go. We're holding back parts of ourselves. We're not even in the maintenance phase. That's when we can really see what this relationship's made of. Like I said, when conflict starts happening, see how we get through that, how we manage it. In the beginning, it's just all fun. That doesn't that doesn't count, although it is important. Enjoy that. But it's later. So slow them down, but don't feel the need to commit. Just say, yeah, maybe. If it's a good relationship, sure. If we treat each other well, maybe, sure. It should all be maybe if we're if we run this right. But don't feel pressure to be on someone else's timeline. Be where you are. That's why I know a lot of people date younger. They don't want that pressure of people in certain age brackets that are panicking and their clock is ticking. They don't want to deal with all that anxiety. They want to be in reality. If I meet the right person and we put the time in to see what we can pull off, then I'm willing to commit. That's right. You can't fast track that and you shouldn't try. That's the flaw and that leads to miserable marriages. And we don't have to get married. It's something we maybe do if we're with someone who we want to go through that process with. So push back. All right, y'all, that is our show. We'll be back tomorrow. Past episodes over at wearechannelq.com. So head over there to check out past episodes, to binge, post, share, we listen, and uh, drop some questions in our DMs on our Loveline IG page. Follow us back. Otherwise, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to those around you. Let's let things go. Right size it, right? We need a little more kindness and care out in the world. Otherwise, though, as always, y'all, thanks for hanging out. And you enjoy the rest of your night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.